just started accepting like you know what like fuck it you know like mm. anything could happen you could mm. die tomorrow and i started treating it like my own kind of carpe diem and it mm. got it got dark like my bandmates would laugh because when we would talk i'd be like they'd be like yeah i really want to do this and i'd be like you should because you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like just what perpetual bummer dude <laughs> not even in a bummer way just in a funny yeah. dark humor yeah. i'd be like hey man the truth is we're all we're all gonna go we're and all at our age and we never know and yeah. at our age it's we're true, probably yeah. over halfway there right yeah. so if you want to do it you better get Way after past it. Half. yeah <laughs> it was like if you want to do something you better do it now because yeah. like it's not like you have the luxury of time mm -hmm. you know and so I started getting deeper into that, and I would say that to people. I'd be mm -hmm. like, hey, memento mori, you know? It means, it means remember, you must die. Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Camera's working, Kenny. Yes. All right, all right. We, we got going? audio. Everything good. <clears throat> yeah. So, man. how do you feel about Trump? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, man, nothing serious. <laughs> yeah. I expected like some like with like get heavy podcast, uh, like some big intro song. Like yeah, I thought it was gonna be like. Yeah. It's all in post, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, we try to throw you off at first, but I'll, I'll do a little. I'll do a quick little intro. <laughs> He's all right. I mean, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We got a special guest today, uh, as joined always by my hetero life mate, Jay. Mm -hmm. um, we have a guest. His name is Josh Breckenridge, right? Yep. Okay, good. I said that right. I better because he'll choke me to death. Um, <laughs> the owner and operator and coach of the Memento Mori Grappling Club. Uh, an MMA, uh, I'm sorry, jiu-jitsu club uh, that just opened up here in Ventura off Johnson. Uh, I am a patron now, and we got to chatting, and we realized that we know a lot of the same people and a lot of the same music world and everything else. Uh, so I decided to twist his arm and have him come on. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Yeah. How the hell are you? Doing good, man. Right. Similar backstory. Right, yeah. <laughs> Failed musicians heard podcasters. <laughs> 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 I knew I like as soon as I walked into the place, right? So let me give you a background. I I've been I trained jujitsu a long time ago and uh been wanting to get back into it and the boy wants to get back into it and been looking around for a spot and I've been told numerous times by a few friends to go check this place out and I walk in and, and Josh is sitting there and uh immediately I was like, I like this fucking guy as soon as I got there, you know. Um and we just started chatting a little bit and rolled a couple times and and uh we you you have a long history in like metal and music and podcasting and jujitsu and yeah. you know um i think i'm likable yeah you're pretty likable <laughs> dude man real nice real nice fucking killer you know what i mean so uh yeah thanks for coming on man yeah, i appreciate dude. you it's we, good to be here we just rolled this morning josh taught me some basic <clears throat> techniques again on how to choke Jay to death while we're having sex? Nice. When are you gonna When are you gonna bring Jay in? Oof, I think it'd be that. cool to put both of you in onesies and have you guys do a round. Dude, that'd be awesome. 
And record it and put it on your Instagram? Yeah. Shit will go viral. Absolutely, dude. Fuck, all right. <laughs> yeah, in order... <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, wait, man, yeah. let me think about it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Right. Well, dude, I, I mean, mean we, otherwise we just show his ass cheeks on Instagram and yeah. it goes viral, which is yeah. pretty nice, too. I picture his ass cheeks each having a big gray beard. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> It's surprisingly smooth. Yeah, they are. You have a. Do you shave your ass? Mm -mm. You don't. No. God, he's just got that. I mean, it's smooth, dude. Dude, some guys have that fucking natural uh, dolphin butt like that. Right. Slick. It's it's about as flat as the back of a dolphin's ass as well. (laughs) That's true. That's what my wife says about my ass. Yes. I'm disproportionate. I have a giant body and a tiny little ass. Yep. Yeah, it's a curse, dude. I've had yeah. so many comments from people like, God. hey, man, <laughs> no ass, Jay. No <laughs> ass. None. Like, yeah. Yeah. My, one of my uh, my students, you know, Travis Reed. Yeah. He, he yeah, fucking yeah. shows up in my class, and it, it's starting to be a bunch of my students are, like, at least watching the Instagram shit. So I posted this fucked up video on Labor Day with his ass cheeks, <laughs> and he calls me, and he goes, hey. Can you never fucking show Jay's ass on the internet again? He's like, I can't unsee it. I said, Yeah, how, but how many times did you watch it? He's like, About 10. I'm like, How many people did you send to? He's like, about fucking 10. I was like, There you go. And that's fucking what happens, dude. Hey, man, I'm used to doing podcasts and not having people be as attractive as you guys are. That's true. I walked in and I was like, He's like, This is Jay. I was like, Dude, save some women for the rest of us. <laughs> With that beard? Yeah. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, yeah, he knows how to fucking he knows how to attract the older ladies, dude. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> Anyone forty five and above, single, divorced, is fucking in trouble. Married, <laughs> married. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Well, um, I wanted to ask. So, you've been in Ventura for like ten years. You told me. Yeah, but I never leave like the blocker. Uh, it's my house. crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I've never been to a show here. I've never done really anything. I've only been. To Main Street, like a handful of times. Like, yeah. I saw uh, my buddy's band Failure play at the theater, that majestic theater. Uh-huh. And then I saw another buddy, this band Mal, play at the Six. And those are the only two shows I've ever been to here. Damn, that's crazy. Like, I don't leave this. Like, I basically, I, so I have a studio similar to yours mm-hmm. in like garage. Mm-hmm. So I go out there, work on music. I do mm-hmm. oil painting, so I paint for a while. Okay. And then I walk to the sushi place in the corner where the kids go to school and then go to jujitsu. Yeah. And just kind of go in that little circle. Right. Sometimes right. I'll go swim or paddleboard or something, but it's, it's yeah, it's really. Rare. Yeah, I just, I don't do anything. That's wild, dude. Fucking hermit. Yeah. So I, I we were talking. Earlier, you were in a band uh, for a long time. Uh, with oh, I'm going to fuck this up. With our with arms, arms through the sun. There you go. With our arms through the sun. Mm-hmm. Which I when I you said it, I was like, "Fuck, man! I fucking remember that name." I had to go back and listen. It's definitely that post metal yeah. ISIS kind of shit, you know. And you did a lot of touring back in the day, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Which uh, and you said it kind of spawned because you were doing a podcast and yeah. you guys started bullshit. It's exactly it, right? how it spawned. Like you guys, this band is right around the corner. Yeah. No, I was uh, uh, doing a podcast with my um, my brother uh, and my best friend, who's pretty much like my brother, Joe and Joe. Mm-hmm. And this was in Arizona at the time. And uh, I had moved back from L.A. I was living in Hollywood. I was working in recording studios there. Okay. And I moved home and I was working on music, like just on my own for fun. Right. And I had like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 songs that I'd written that were mm-hmm. kind of in that vein, like mm-hmm. post metal. And I was also doing stuff for film. So I was doing orchestral shit in the background. Okay. Kind of like, you know, like stuff like Red Sparrows or Godspeed meets like Hans Zimmer or video game music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was working on all that stuff and we started doing a podcast together. Um, 
And so like after the podcast, cause all of us had been in bands together when we were young and stuff, I would show them the songs like on my pro tools rig. Right. And they were like, dude, it's fucking cool. Like let us play on it. And I was right. like, all right. So I deleted or, you know, muted the bass in the second guitar tracks. And then my brother wrote bass on it. <clears throat> my best friend Joe wrote guitar. Yeah. And then like, it was really weird, dude. Like we had a song that kind of went viral and, um, through that became friends with Chet Czar that does like all the artwork for uh, tool right, right. and uh, Hellboy and, and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And Chet was, they were making a documentary about him at the time. Mm-hmm. And Chet was like, Hey, your, your music sounds really like kind of film scoreish. Like, right. could we use it for the movie? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. So I sent them like, I don't know, like 20 songs and they used like a ton of them for his movie. Wow. And then through that, I met, uh, this, this guy, uh, um, well, his name's Al, mm-hmm. uh, and he, um, his brother is the guitar player at Tool. Okay. And so we we became buddies, like kind of on the internet. And he started managing us. And so we hadn't even really played any shows yet. It was like a wow, studio that's project. Crazy. And it just kind of fell together. And then before you know it, we had an agent. And then we were out on the road. We toured with uh, John Five from uh, oh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. We did a US tour with him. Doyle from Misfits. And oh, then, cool. <laughs> um, through that, we met some more people. We toured with that band Mushroomhead, those masked Yeah, dudes. yeah, for sure. Uh, we, then we opened for like Tool and Primus and Coheed. Uh, and then we did a Riot Fest with Deftones in Chicago. Oh, oh cool, man. And yeah, things Riot just kept, awesome. Things just kept going and going and going, got signed. And we were torn. And then it just, I don't know, it was like as quick as it rose, it fell just as fast. Wow. Um, we still do music together. I mean, we're all, we're writing, we're working on new, a new album right now. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Cause we were always, you know, because I record it, we just right. do it on our own anyway, you know, so we're, we're working on stuff. It's just, you know, there's not, there's not the goal anymore of needing to, to, to make it or whatever. Right, it's like we've right. toured, it's fun. Right. You know, if a good opportunity came, we would take it for sure. But sure. it's just, you know, we're all friends. We fly tracks back and forth there in Arizona still. I'm okay. here, you know, I live. I work. I live close to you, actually. I live like a mile that way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we yeah, it's fly wild. tracks around. I got a few other people I collaborate with that way as well, just via Dropbox, you know? Yeah, once you get the touring mm-hmm. out of your system and shit and you realize it's it's a whole thing, you have yeah. to buy in there for a long time yeah, to make I, money. Dude, you know I, I mean? fucking lived on the road. Like right. when I was 17, you know, my first band, you know, we, we played like kind of like more like punk, mm-hmm. you know, I was the front man of that band okay. and we toured, you know, across the country in a van, all that right. good stuff. Is this in Arizona? This you, was in Arizona. From Arizona. I okay. was originally. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, we toured in that band and then I moved to LA and I played in bands out there mm. usually as like a front man when I was younger right. or a guitarist or a hybrid of both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just toured and toured and, um, kind of given up and moved back to Arizona, to be honest. Like I hated LA. Where Arizona? Where? Uh, so, um, I'm originally from like the middle of the the desert, like nowhere. It's called black Canyon city. Okay. It's like South of Prescott and Jerome and all that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, moved to Hollywood to, to be a rock star or whatever. Right. And, uh, went to school for recording and was working as an engineer. Just hated it. My, my now wife, but girlfriend at the time, this is like, you know, years ago, almost 20 years ago. Right. She was like, Hey, uh, um, you know, I'm finishing school. I got to do another three year school thing. And I was like, Hey, you know, would you be interested in going to Arizona? And she's like, no, (laughs) no, no, I'm not interested at all. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, please, (laughs) but I, I I was kind of like, you know, I want to, I want to go back there. Cause like my best friends there, my brother, and it'd be cool to like, 
you know, do music again with people, sure, douchebags, because yeah. LA is just man, it's fucking it's everybody's out thing, for themselves, I know, you know. Yeah. And so I went, and you meet some great people there, man. You but do. you have to weed through a lot. Yeah, of I have a, like a, yeah. a, a, an elite group of friends and bands uh-huh. in LA that are the coolest dudes. But man, everybody else, it's rough. It is rough. And so, so yeah, so I kind of went back with my tail between my legs, didn't make it, mm-hmm. and then just started making music for fun by myself, and then kind of made it to some level. Yeah, you sure, know, yeah, had yeah. A, had a, an actual career where I could say I am a touring musician right, that makes right. records and gets paid for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then when that kind of, you know, stopped paying and stopped working, everybody frazzled and figured out what they were going to do. Right. The other two guys are into tech. They went to tech school. Mm-hmm. I went back to, you know, my martial arts stuff right, and right. was coaching jujitsu and, mm-hmm. you know, went went through all that. And yeah. Just, yeah, started shifting more towards. And you're scoring, you score movies and stuff, a little bit of television work and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the most recent thing I did was that new Bear Grylls show. I wrote the music for the first season of that. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Sure. My buddy Gildy, Gildy Flores, he's like a, a mm-hmm. pr- really known video game composer for like all the naughty dog games oh, so like okay. he did all the music for that stuff yeah yeah so he brought me onto that project that's awesome yeah. yeah so i still do that stuff when it comes in if i can uh if i can stomach it right sure because like <laughs> i don't want to write like ford truck commercials dude like you know so it's like if i have the patience and mm-hmm. like it, it fits with my schedule then i do it but I try to spend most of my time just at my actual business, my jujitsu academy. Right, right. And oil painting when I have time and mm. chilling with my kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild, man, when you everyone always you know, the music thing, the recording thing, uh, is one thing I wish I, I did I was gonna go to MI when I was younger. Oh yeah. And I kinda wish I did, you know what I mean? Just a little bit to learn the ins and outs because everything else I've just figured out on my own, you know. I caught like the weird tail end of it. So like I went to their recording program and mm-hmm. I paid like thirteen grand, mm-hmm. which with interest was like twenty seven grand. For sure, yeah. Right. Put myself into debt. And right after that was the whole movement of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you could learn everything for free. Sure. Yeah. And nobody wanted to record in a big studio with a big Neve console anymore. Right, Everyone's right. recording at home. Right. So I'm like, if I had just waited a few years, I could have just spent the money I spent on that and my own recording gear. Right. And right. self-taught. And so I tell people now, like young people. Like, don't do it. Oh, yeah. My yeah. friend's kid, he's like, oh, I want to do what you do. And I want to go to MI. I'm like, first off, no. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. if you want to move to, like, L.A. or something. Sure. You know, and like be a recording guy, do it. Like yeah. move out here, but have your parents give you money to get like gear, mm-hmm. run some Craig's ads, start recording people, go sure. to local yeah. shows, you know, yeah, get an internship yeah. at a studio, do something like yeah, that. Yeah, like who's yeah. that guy that records all of you guys locally? Armon. Yeah, yeah. So like somebody like that, like get in the scene, mm-hmm. know everybody, build your business that way, right, the right. organic way. Yeah. Cause yeah. There's no shortcuts. Yeah, man. Armand's a busy motherfucker, dude. dude that guy. Yeah, I've got, never met him, but he records not, everybody I know yeah. here. We yeah. got quite. We got. There's him and there's Philly. I mean, there's yeah. Few, there's more than you him. You know, yeah, there's sure. quite a few guys surprisingly yeah. in Ventura that all record. We yeah. met a guy here, and 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 I wish I knew his name so I could plug him. But mm-hmm. Long Dreads, he recorded. Uh, uh, who's that band? They sing "Baby, I'm Too Hot to Handle Now." Uh, Black Ooh. Crows. Okay. He recorded them. And really? he has a studio locally. He, he recorded, uh, oh, who did he record? Maybe like Cypress Hill or really? somebody recently. Ooh. Down in Oxnard or something? No, it's in Ventura. It's in Ventura. And huh? it's this really cool studio. And when we were touring still, the guys would come out from Arizona because I had already lived here by then. 
And um, we would meet up and like play our set, you right. know, before we'd go on the road. And we'd rent this dude's space. And wow. it was really rad. Yeah. And then there's this guy, Mark, that I met. He has a place called Fresh Ground Sound okay. locally that's yeah. pretty cool. I've heard that one. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. He, he owned this big studio in Hollywood. He recorded uh, Elliot Smith. Okay. And all these people way back in the I day. I just showed my daughter Elliot Smith. Did you? Day, yeah. <laughs> was she crying? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I told her Try how to make kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard Elliot Smith before? No. He was like a 90s kind of uh, indie Original fucking emo very, guy. Original yeah. emo, like yeah. very. The music is so fucking sad, dude. For sure. And yeah. he died by killing, stabbed himself in the heart with a fucking knife. Like he was a heroin addict. He was, you know, every song dripped with like I am he a fucking junkie piece of in shit the fucking heart? in the heart, dude. It's like yeah. the most metal emo way it's to like fucking the saddest do it. shit yeah. ever. <laughs> it's brutal, dude. But yeah, it was in the oh, fuck. Wow. That was in the early two thousands, maybe that he yeah. did it. Huh? Sorry to flip wow. the vibe. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> Stab yourself in the crazy. heart. Stabbing yourself in it's the heart crazy, is fucking dude. bold. Yeah. That's pretty metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, takes, like, it takes some guts, right? Dude, yeah. I, I couldn't do Put it. one in your head, you know, Dude, simple. that's some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. I can't even pick that's... a rogue beard hair, dude. <laughs> I'm such a pussy. <laughs> like, I grab it, I'm like, fuck, and then I yank it. Like, yeah. I couldn't even imagine trying to do Just that. Just yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, man. It's fucking yeah. Bad. Anyway, sidetracking. But yeah, the LA route is a whole fucking thing, dude. And it is, man. And I'm glad I'm glad you got out of it. And Me I, too. I'm shocked to be find out that you've been here for nine fucking years and yeah. you, you know, I mean you are really you're a pro fucking hermit, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't have any friends here. It's like I, I met some people through jujitsu, but mm-hmm. jujitsu attracts a lot of younger people. Yeah. It's like they're at a different place in life. Totally. They're like, dude, we're meeting at this bar at eleven thirty tonight. I'm like, Great, I'll be in bed for three hours. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I might be waking up around then to piss. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but, dude, I'm asleep early. Yeah. You know? yeah. If, like, if the party's not starting at 5 p.m., yeah. I'm fucking his, out. His dude. last show was at I know. like 9 o'clock in Oxnard on a yeah. Thursday night. What yeah. are you doing? And that's exactly. I'm like, man. <laughs> I know. You know? I don't do up. it very much, but we had. It was a cool show. It was a great it's show. It's always worth it after It's you always get on worth stage. it, man. And, you know, yeah. you, I, but I had. I mean, we didn't play till fucking 10 30. And there was people there. I mean, it was like it was a packed show. We, but we, I didn't get home till fucking one thirty-two. Yeah, got up at five thirty to go to work. Died the next day. You know what I mean? And we we did. We had that experience. We had this show. It was right before COVID. It was with uh, Danny from Tula's side band. Okay, uh, Volto. Uh huh. Is it the Mint? And they're okay. like, "Hey, you guys want to jump on the bill?" And I'm like, "Of course, you know." Yeah. But by the time you get out of there, it's like all the way in West LA. Right. You drive all the way home. It's like three in the morning, and yeah. I look at my wife. I'm like, "We're too old for this." She's yeah. like, "I'm so it's fucking insane. tired." And we both had to get up early the yeah. next day. You're like, God damn it! I mean, that's the killers. You just you got to plan anytime you know something like that's going to happen. Is I'm not working the next. Yeah, day. yeah. You it's hard. It's hard to be a rocker when you yeah. get old. I know. Yeah. I, I, I played a fucking cover show in L.A. recently on bass, and I actually looked for a hotel room. Did you? And my wife's yeah. like, "We live like 45 minutes from where the show is." I'm like, "I just in case, like, just fucking if I'm care. tired, I just want to go to a hotel and go to bed." <laughs> Man. It's worth two hundred dollars. So, so I didn't even do that when I was touring in a band. I sleep in the car. I know. Yeah. You literally sleep on the floor <laughs> yeah, of the van. Exactly. Like, it's yeah, so no worth problem. it though. It I'm not going to a show in LA if and not get a room. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, not happening. Hundred percent, dude. I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm not. Yeah. even Simple show, low key at the Roxy or something. I'm still getting a room. I'm yeah, not, absolutely. I'm not right. driving home after the end of it. Yeah, yeah. it's fucked up, man. So when, I wanted to ask. I know the. The st- uh, the studio has only been open a minute, right? Um, your, uh, the the your, new jujitsu yeah, place, the, the gym, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, when did you open that? What like? Why did you decide to do that? 
Uh, so how did how did oh, before you go there? Let's sure. let's yeah. go back to how did you even get into it? And oh, where did that yeah. start? Yeah. Like, uh, I know you know what I mean. Let's yeah. get to the store part sure. of the studio, but sure. Like what you know? <clears throat> did you get to roll with Maynard? Huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you said that, it's the first thing I like. Yeah. These no. two, uh, you know, they roll he, around. He has a an MMA, an MMA place in uh, Cottonwood called Verde Valley. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never trained there. Yeah. Um, I know someone that has. They said it's a really awesome nice spot. spot. I, he yeah. doesn't do anything half ass. Yeah. I don't know, and that's the thing. You you open up for those big bands and stuff, yeah. and it's like you yeah. you don't get to hang out much. No. You yeah. Know? So I have a the drummer probably was the only one I yeah. really got to talk to. He's a, a badass lot. dude. Super. Nice. He plays all the time in a fucking jazz band down. Yeah, at a, uh, at a winery. Yeah, right? at the winery at that yeah. uh, one hundred and eight or whatever that place. Oh, really? Is. Yeah, yeah, he plays all the time in a jazz band. Dude's just, I mean, it, he it, rips, dude. I've met like a lot of like rock stars or people that I looked up to. Yeah, out of everybody, <clears throat> Danny Carey, number one, nicest. Yeah. yeah, just treats everybody super mm-hmm. nice. Smile, shake your hand. Totally. You know what I mean? Like super, just a sweet dude. Yeah. yeah so I've I've never had any interaction with Tool or or any of them but my I have I have friends that were in a band called Tweak Bird cool. back in the day two piece really like I remember that really killer yeah. they went on tour with Tool right Sick. and and my my friend Ashton is like he's the uh the drummer incredible drummer and he I was like dude what was it like touring with when they get back he goes I don't know man I di- I didn't meet I met the drummer and the guitar player is pretty cool he's all Maynard didn't say a single fucking word to us the whole entire the whole tour right not one word. So he says the only thing that he said to me is that, and every night they would bring him out to do a, a drum off with with uh, Danny Carey. That's so cool. So he's like playing drums with him on See, stage. See, that's what and I'm shit. talking about. He's such a good. I mean, dude. he's amazing, right? And and Ashton's an incredible drummer. Yeah. And so he said the last night of the tour, they go to do their thing, the drum off, right? And they they stand up at the end of the show and they all take a bow. And fucking Maynard comes over and shakes his hand. And he goes, "Get the fuck off my stage." <laughs> And that's the only no word. way. That's the only fucking word uh, he said to him. I, so and I just thought it was so fucking funny, dude. Hundred percent, hundred percent, dickhead. No, dude. no. I think hundred percent. I think that was a joke. 100%. It, it probably was. He's got but, a dark sense. Oh, he yeah, does. And no. it just it made me laugh so. Fu- and he laughed because yeah. it was like it's so ridiculous. Dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think if he saw me, he would know me from anybody else. Um, sure. But yeah. my my brief interactions were super cool. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. really nice. You know, and. But, and to be fair, imagine being the singer, like pretty much the biggest band in the world, right. one of them. Yeah, and like everybody wanting a piece of you everywhere you go and wanting your attention. Oh sure, like, I yeah. get it. Yeah. And the, the guy's on a different level than the rest of us. He Absolutely, really is. you know. So not only yeah. he's got nine million things going on in his head while he's up on right. stage yeah. in front of however yeah. many people. And singing, to be fair, going, yeah, he's he's kind of a creative genius. Oh, he's nuts. Kind of, brilliant, brilliant yeah. multitasker. Yeah, yeah. he's got yeah. like tons of bands and projects and he basically like you know from living in arizona like mm-hmm. you go to jerome mm-hmm. everything that's cool in jerome that dude owns a piece of totally it. Yep. like yeah. be it a restaurant or like the a, winery yeah the fucking like a place where you can buy organic vegetables i mean right right he's done a lot man. yeah and, and for the record my buddy and didn't, an mma place didn't think it was rude he thought it was fucking hilarious yeah. you know he was laugh. like that he like wasn't turned off by it he just <laughs> yeah. he just like that that's the perfect interaction i wanted to have with the guy yeah, he's like there's <laughs> your moment now get out yeah <laughs> yeah it was so awesome, man. No, but, I feel it. Um, so, yeah, your history of jiu-jitsu. How did you get into martial arts and all that stuff? Uh, so when I was a little kid, I was, like, very hyperactive, ADHD, you know, and so my parents um, had me in, like, you know, anything, any sport that they could to keep mm-hmm. me busy, me and my brother. Sure. Um, martial arts was kind of the thing that stuck the most. I yeah. did 
like most kids karate forever like probably mm-hmm. from i don't know five years old to into my teen years sure competed did kickboxing stuff mm-hmm. and then as i got older um like around adult age i started looking for other martial arts to do um and i got into like boxing mm-hmm. uh, and i worked at a boxing gym in arizona for a little while um and then um as i was Going through the music scene, I met this guy named Dave Cranson. He was a singer of a band called Rising Conviction. Okay. And he was really into Muay Thai. Yeah. Which Muay Thai is like kickboxing, but brutal. Like yeah. Headbutts, like elbow to the yeah. face. Yeah. And he, he was like, dude, I train at this place, you know. And he's like, you come there. He's like, it's be the most intense thing you've ever done. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was like a young, thin guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds like my my thing. And so I went and I did Muay Thai with him. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was so rough. Like I, yeah. And I'm the type that I get obsessed with things. Mm-hmm. And I got just hooked on it. And I did it for a while. You know, maybe like um, at his place, maybe like uh, four or five months. And I continued on somewhere else for close to two years. Yeah. And just got really obsessed with it. Um, and then right around then, we were having kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a little older. Got a little out of shape. Yeah. Uh, moved to Ventura. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in Ventura, it was like, I had my heavy bag and I would practice, you know, punching and kicking. And, um, I always kind of wanted to try jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my buddy in Arizona was a, a brown belt, a 10th planet brown belt. Oh, okay. And he was like, you got it. You got to try this. Totally, man. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of into it, but I'm afraid of being choked. You know, I was like mm-hmm. terrified of it, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, no, no, it's right when you feel it. You know, you kind of tap, they let go. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so I'll give it a go. Um, and so in between touring, when the band was going, I started training at, locally at Gracie. Okay. Um, and uh, trained there for uh, just right around two years, maybe mm-hmm. like right under two years, uh, close to like blue belt level. Right. Um, competed twice um, and really liked it. And mm-hmm. then... Um, Right around that time, I started having uh, some health problems. So okay. I was, uh, uh, I would roll and I'd stand up and I'd get dizzy and feel oh, like I was okay. going to faint. And this was a callback to that's, some... that's me getting out of bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. So this was a callback to I had had some weird heart flutter stuff before that okay. had to be looked at way back in 2010. Sure. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. So my wife being in medical, she was like, hey, you know, you know, you're a little young for it, but you might have AFib. Mm -hmm. And so she sent me to the hospital and they put me in one of those, um, you like wear it for a couple days and it monitors you. And sure as shit, like within like 10 minutes, you know, the lady was putting it on and she's like, you're an AFib now. Right. And so to come to find out I had AFib, Mm -hmm. atrial fibrillation and it was a real bummer. It kind of derailed my life for a while yeah, to the point where scary, like man. I couldn't even um, couldn't even walk my kids around the block. I'd feel yeah. like I was going to pass out and tried all these medicines and they just they weren't working. Mm-hmm. Every time I try to go back to jujitsu, I have a bunch of friends that are black belts I take privates from in L.A. I'd go down and I'd train and I'd be fine. I'd be like, oh, I did it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't go into AFib. That night I'd go to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night sweating. My heart would be Fuck, in the wrong yeah. rhythm. Yeah. And I'd feel like I was going to fucking die. And it was terrifying. And I started kind of facing my death during that time. Right. The doctor was like, hey, it's permanent. You know, you're, you're never going to not have AFib. You're going right. to have the rest of your life. And you're six times higher stroke risk. Fuck. And I was like, yeah. okay. You know, so I started kind of like, um, Dealing with that emotionally, like I went to a therapist, I started working through it, you know, the anxiety that came with it Mm -hmm. and, uh, started getting into stoicism. 
And, yeah. and that's where I first read about Memento Mori. Oh, okay. And, um, so and that's what's based in the Stoicism stuff. So. Yeah. That's it. We've been talking about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so I started reading about that and just started accepting, like, you know what? Like, fuck it. You know, like, mm-hmm. anything could happen. You could mm-hmm. die tomorrow. And I started treating it like my own kind of carpe diem. And it, mm-hmm. got, it got dark. Like, my bandmates would laugh because when we would talk, I'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, I really want to do this. And I'd be like, you should because you're going to die. <laughs> And they'd be like, just what? Perpetual bummer, dude. <laughs> Not even in a bummer way, just in a funny, dark yeah. humor. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, the truth is we're all, we're all going to go. We're and at our age, and we never know. And yeah, at our age, we're true, probably yeah. over halfway there. Right. Yeah. So if you want to do it, you better get Way after it. Way past half. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, if you want to do something, you better do it now. Because yeah. like, it's not like you have the luxury of time, mm-hmm. you know? And so I started getting deeper into that, and I would say that to people. I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, memento mori, you know? It means, it means remember, you must die. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, you know, the Romans or whatever would come back from war, and people would follow them in parades, celebrating them for winning the war, but they'd carry signs that said memento mori mm. to remind them, like, hey, you know, you're going to die, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's totally true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's dark, uh, but it's true, right? It is hundred percent true. And so, you know, it's not like I had some terminal illness and cancer sure. or something, but I had something that derailed my life enough and made it made me uncomfortable where I had to think about that a lot. Right, right. And so I started right. thinking about it more and continued to train jujitsu privately under people when I could, when I was healthy. Mm-hmm. And then um about a year and a half ago, found another place that had opened near my house locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Kind of got to know the owner and was like, this place seems pretty cool, sure. you know, and it's next door. Right. And again, I don't leave that block. Right, right. Yeah. So I so I went in there and I started training um, and started coaching there mm-hmm. um, and got and, you know, immediately got my blue belt because I was right at that point anyway mm-hmm. before I'd cut off and had been training privately. I was probably at a blue belt level for a while. Sure. Um, probably closer to the next one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, got belted and was coaching and then just uh, – all these weird things came together um, probably like six months ago where I just – I got lucky. And, you know, sometimes in life there's synchronicities mm-hmm. that yeah. point to where you're meant to be. Right. All these things just kept pointing towards – I told my wife, I said, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to open up my own jiu-jitsu place. Sure. And it's yeah. like you don't usually do that unless you're a black belt or an accomplished MMA guy. <laughs> right. I said, I know I'm going to take some heat for it. Sure. But I have this concept. I'm like, it's not – going to be your traditional academy where you bow in mm-hmm. and you have to wear a gi that everybody else wears right. and no sh- no shade to that either to Not the jiu-jitsu yeah. community to each their own i love everybody but mm-hmm. my thing was let's do something a little bit more non-conventional and let's make it a grappling club. Right. Statistically, a lot of the people right now that are winning world titles, they're not just jujitsu guys. They're, they're wrestlers. Right. right. They're Sambo guys. They're judo guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's do a club where we do a little bit of all of it. Right. Let's bring in the best people that, that I know. Cause I, I have a community of people I know that are, you know, black belt level judo or mm-hmm. high level sambo or a college wrestler. Let's get them all in there right. to teach clinics. And I can handle teaching the fundamentals and the semi-advanced stuff sure. to the guys that are in their first three or four years of grappling. Right, right. I'll bring those guys up and I'll continue to work towards my black belt on mm-hmm. my own. But in the meantime, let's build you know a team there, a competition team. Let's get older guys that just want to get in shape. Let's get mm-hmm. everybody right. in and let's just teach people to grapple for the love of just that. Right. I love yeah. grappling. And so we just started building it out, and I was so blessed, dude, to meet this guy, Rick Neal. Uh, he's a, a local guy. He was actually the mayor of Fillmore at one point. Oh, really? Uh, search and rescue guy. Uh, looks a lot like Jay. Has a big gray beard. Yeah. 
And he he uh, he was like, dude, if if you want to do this, you know, I'll, I'll help you build it. Nice. And he's like black belt construction guy. He knows right, all right. that. He has all the tools. He's like, you just got to come work, but I'll teach you how to do it all. Sure. And so me, him, and Rex, the other guy that you haven't got to meet him I much yet, him yet. Yeah, but he's no. the other coach at Memento Mori. Yeah. Um, really high level wrestler. Wrestled in high school. One of those guys that got his blue belt in under a year in jujitsu. Competitive. Jesus. He's just. Uh, insanely good athlete, right, savant, right. young guy, you know, 26, you know, he was like, Hey, if you're going to do this, you know, I'm on board to help you yeah. and, and, and we'll, we'll, I'll help you build it. So okay. me, Rex and Rick built this place. And it was like a month of 15 to 18 hour days, just living there, just construction all mm-hmm. day, backbreaking work, you know, rebuilding the walls, redoing this, fixing the plumbing, fixing the electric. And we built out this warehouse yeah. in Ventura to what it is now. Mm-hmm. And we officially opened August 15th. And we're already like... God damn it. So that's yeah, very recent. just a month ago. I didn't and, know. And we're already at like over 20 members. Like <laughs> right. People yeah. are loving the vibe of it. People from other places that I've coached have come in. Mm-hmm. People I knew from LA that have relocated here that I trained with down there are mm-hmm. training with us now. Yeah. And we, we had an amazing seminar. We brought in um, Professor uh, Johnny G. Mm-hmm. He's a fifth degree black belt. Probably one of the highest ranking black belts like in the whole area. He came and taught a seminar. Yeah. Yeah. He he runs Evolve Jiu Jitsu locally. Right. Um, we have some other big, big name dudes coming mm-hmm. in to teach wrestling to judo. And we've just been all trying to level up and we keep it a club environment. Yeah, I really like that, yeah. dude. And that that was when I walked in there because it, it says Memento Mori Grappling Club and that caught my attention, right? Because yeah. uh, the couple places I've been, um, and you know, and every one of them is fucking killer. They're all they all have their thing. But oh, absolutely. Like, I, I went to Paragon They're, for like a couple months when I first thought about it, and I was like, God, this is fucking so gnarly, Paragon, dude. right? You, you know got, what I mean? Like, you got they're gnar- there's yeah. killers. There. You got Fran, <laughs> you got Frangia, right, right? Who's a legend, yeah, a jujitsu totally, legend. Yeah. You got uh, Matt Madera, who's mm-hmm. a professor there, who's absolutely just expert expert high high level black belt mm-hmm. you got tabitha right uh who's in the ufc now mm-hmm. i mean there's even open in the place i was kind of like wow i'm surrounded by world champs it's crazy how yeah. is this even going to work at yeah. my level right but i think the reason why it's working is because it's different it's a, it it's is. more of a club right you know and we we source out people to come in and yeah. we have high level people that come through and and i'm at you know, I'm not a beginner. You know, I've been grappling sure. a while. Right. And um and we we just give the best coaching we can and we really try to keep it a community. Yeah. Um we do so instead of doing like a long thirty minute calisthenics warm up, which no shade to that, that's great. Yeah. We yeah. can all use that. Um uh I, I have my guys wrestle. We right. hand fight to warm up because right. uh, all fights start standing. I try to make everything practical to the to the martial art mm-hmm. and gearing everybody towards either competition or self-defense, Sure, how it would actually be. And right. it's like, right. I love the idea of, yeah, we can do push-ups all day, sit-ups, whatever you guys want to do. But ultimately, let's do some rounds of hand fighting because it's exhausting. Right. And let's get everybody really good on their feet. Totally. You know? And let's yeah. all learn to wrestle. Everybody get good at grabbing a single leg. Right. You know, um, hitting an underhook and framing and taking somebody down. Sure. We just, we gear our whole training program towards an actual, like, a match, you know? Right. And it, it what what it felt like for me when I walked in there is that you get a lot of casuals that come in to places looking, you know, to get into something. Mm-hmm. Your place feels very like, feels very punk rock to me. It's it's open, it's open community. 
um, you were so welcoming and kind. And then the, you know, the handful of times I've been there so far, it's like, you got guys coming from all types of different places. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when I was there, you had that judo guy come in and show some judo throws, but you get right to the thing. And cause the, <clears throat> the times I've done it before, it's like you do a 45 minute warm up. You're fucking dead, and then they want to put on five minute timers. Yeah, I'll get like two rolls, and I'm gonna die. You yeah. know, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done after drills and all that stuff. You know, and what I like about your stuff is that it's it's pretty open and it's a little more catered towards. I mean, obviously there's some high level guys, but it, it felt very welcoming and not overwhelming. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because when you jump into a another, you know, a legit fucking academy, it's you're. You are shocked for the first month, I think. Yeah, and I think, God damn. And I think there's something yeah. to be said about that. There is. There's a yeah. grit that you get. 100%. I, I yeah. know training at Gracie, I, I wasn't thrown in the deep end. You know, mm -hmm. I came in there, I was thinking I was in pretty good shape from <laughs> right. my past with Muay Thai, but grappler's cardio is its own thing. It's totally it is, different. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got my ass handed to me for like the first year and a half, you totally, know, dude. um, and did those long warm ups, and it yeah. did build grid and it built community in its own way too. It does. Yeah. And I have nothing against that. It's just, I, I'm looking at it statistically and I'm thinking if I can get people to where they're doing 10 rounds right. instead of two mm -hmm. and they're starting with hand fighting mm -hmm. instead of pushups, right. How much more will they level up with their actual grappling? Sure. Yeah. And the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, we have people signed up right now for tournaments. Mm -hmm. if, if my people start taking gold, mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe my system works. Yeah. You know, and we're, totally. we're going to see over time. There's yeah. a guy that's, you know, I, I, I've done karate, did kung fu and stuff, and, and have had a few fights here and there. Um, one of the things about going to a jiu-jitsu class that, that makes me go, nah, I'm not doing it, is watching them like roll back and forth. Right. Yeah. You know, start yeah. at one side, roll, 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 uh -huh. then roll. And I'm like, I'm going to, no, it's not, not, <laughs> not doing it. You know, it just, it's not going to happen. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but to sit there and hand fight, I would, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't can get into like, that, you know, I can't even put a price on how much I'd pay to see you do it. I, you, you know what I mean? Dude, like you don't have enough just, fucking money. I'm not doing it, man. It would just, you know, be, it, just, it would tickle me uh -uh. to the end of the earth to you watch you do a basic don't realize that. You don't think I don't know that as I walk into the fucking room? Yeah. You know? God, I'd love it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, we're all going to die. Yeah. 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 Totally. We're, yeah. we're getting older. Me before you two. <laughs> um, you know, a year ago, I was in a hospital bed and had heart surgery to correct. Uh, I had an ablation to help correct. Oh, my, so you did get it fixed. I did. Oh, I got awesome. it fixed. Yeah. It's not permanent. I'll yeah. have to get that again. And sure. when, when yeah. I get it again in a few years, it could mean a pacemaker. Sure. Um, but I will say that I'm in there doing it. I'm, I'm older. I have yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm, you know, closer to 300 pounds. I used right. to be a young lean guy, right. but I'm in there every day getting after it. And, and it's changed my life. Totally. And I believe that if you did it, Jay, I think it would be uh, life changing for you. I think you would yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, but you can Jay'd also a take real problem in there, and you can, <laughs> and you can absolutely. Yeah, you and would. you can take things at your own pace, man. Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't have to come in and be a, a world-class competitor. That's not for everyone. Those yeah. guys are in their prime. Okay. Yeah. The 22, the 23 year old that comes in, that's like yeah. murder, murder, yeah. death, kill. Yeah. We love those guys too, but they're, they're <laughs> yeah. in their prime. Okay. We're yeah. a little older. We're, yeah. we're training for a different reason. Yeah. You know? yeah. To yeah. give myself enough time to get my knife out, to stab the little yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> who's got murder, death, kill. Exactly. 
nuts. Yeah, it's all you know, just enough to you know yeah. get myself just hold them set down up. enough to be like, hold yeah. on, yank. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was because it was today. Like today, we rolled today. You know, and I appreciate you coming on. You know, very short notice. I hit him. Yeah, up I still have my nine. rash guard on. Yeah, this. <laughs> I hit him up at nine. I was like, what Josh are you doing Danner today? Here. And uh, it was just rad to like you know train just straight fundamentals again. You know what I mean? And then yeah. know that I can come in for the open mat and. We'll do some fundamentals and then get right into rolling, dude. Yeah. Which is where I what I need because the little bit of training I had, like I feel like I was telling my buddy the other day who uh, as that evolved and went to your seminar, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm like Ricky Bobby. Like I don't know where, what to do with my hands. Like they just <laughs> involuntarily raising, you know." And um, but yeah, it was it was really cool to step into. It's got a great vibe. Dude. Is that that's you know? Luke? Yeah, Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue, blue belt at Evolve. He's yeah. a great grappler. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, he's like, fantastic. come in, dude. Come in our spot. I'm yeah, like, yeah, young dude in great shape. Yeah, I don't want to get choked out by my students. You know what I mean? So I know you are okay with it, but I have to. Like, it's a net. I mean, I have, to get to, I have like, no choice. I have to get them to do shit yeah. for me, like at class. <laughs> and if I know that the guy chokes me out, I'll be like. You're good. Never mind. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I got two, get him off the hook. You know. I got two nephews that still fight. Yeah, and then they're older kids. Yeah. They're not kids, but they're older men. Yeah, and uh, their whole life. Yeah, it's it's don't fuck with Uncle Jay, and now both of them. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and my my nephew Chico comes around. And I'll he'll he'll kind of start fucking with me, man. And yeah, I fuck, it's a I just go into fucking panic mode. I just <laughs> yeah. go into yeah, because they're like, trained he'll start MMA doing fighters. hand stuff yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah, we'll start doing stuff. <laughs> he just, he just got four ounce Fight Club out in in Houston. He's got okay. four ounce yeah. Fight Club out nice. there. Nice. Um, yeah. There there's a big thing coming up down at the fairgrounds this weekend, mm-hmm. and they're all going down there, and they're going to be down there doing. Doing I don't something. know, doing something, signing yeah. autographs or whatever it is. That's but awesome. As yeah. soon as he gets around when he does this shit and he starts, <laughs> like, he no. starts doing this, yeah. and I turn around and start, we start doing the little hand fight and shit. Uh, but I just know at any time he could just snap one on off. You. Oh man, yeah. just fuck no, uh, uh-uh. no. Yeah, it's a bitch when you know that someone you used to fuck with is like a, a legit killer now. You're hey, like, if I didn't fuck great. with him, he probably wouldn't be where he's that's at. True. So yeah. he owes me. Yeah. That's what. That's one of the things I love about jujitsu, though. Is like when I started, for me, it was a girl brown belt she's mm-hmm. about 110 pounds i come in i'm like you know i have a background i've trained you know i'm i'm back then younger a lot thinner mm-hmm. good shape i'm muscly i'm like i, I can handle it myself yeah. you know yeah. no i could not not at all yeah. no she took my back she choked me five six times in five minutes <laughs> it's but it but it, it suck it lured me in though i was like yeah. i have to learn this yeah, yeah. it's what the most is humbling it? shit yeah, what is this yeah. wizardry that just happened to me <laughs> yes you know <laughs> that's what I, I tell people like if people have asked me like oh dude you did jujitsu what'd you learn i'm like i learned that anyone can choke you to death like a yeah. hundred pounds less than you if they have one more stripe, they might choke you to death. You know I remember, I mean? like, uh, fuck. I remember recently at a show that I was playing, some drunk guy said something to somebody, and I was like, hey, man, calm down. And he's like, you want to fucking get it? And I kind of was like, no. Nah, and I just kind of walked off. And I'm like, why didn't you fight that guy, your jiu-jitsu guy? I was like, because you don't know what people know. Totally, man. Until, until you know. And yeah. I don't want to find out. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I, I won't fight anybody. I'm terrified of fighting. It, it's scary <laughs> now. I was a bouncer for a long time. And I've done a lot of different stuff like that. And, yeah. And I can fight. Yeah. And But it, it, the same thing. Nowadays, I'm like, 
what kind of problem am I getting myself into yeah. with this guy? You, you, you know, yeah, you never just, know. It's not... yeah, this guy's got cauliflower ears. You know, uh, no, he foaming he, at the mouth. I'm like, nah, dude. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. No, yeah. and you do check the ears immediately. Oh, 100. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the downsides of jujitsu. You start doing it, your ears get a little messed up. Yeah, you yeah. Know? but it's a good indicator. Well, used on to who be not to fuck I, with at a bar. I checked yeah. yours. It used to be knuckles. Yeah, I would look at your knuckles. Right. You got two big gnarly looking knuckles yeah you okay there's a good chance yeah yeah i got that too yeah you know but i'd always look at their hands because you could see why if they're working the makiwa board or whatever they've been doing you could tell by their hands that their hands were knotted up yeah okay this guy could be a problem this guy's gonna fucking throw hammers yeah yeah Yeah. he is yeah i I don't yeah i have no uh no desire in me to get in any confrontation of any kind outside of just like no, nope. in that controlled environment. Well, that's what martial arts it. teach you too. I mean, yeah. it teaches you that you don't, <clears throat> you want to avoid that shit at all, yeah. at all costs. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a long, long time since I've thrown a punch at somebody. You know, what yeah. I mean? besides in a bar. I mean, it's been fifteen years minimum since I've thrown a yeah. punch at a bar at somebody. You know, oh, shit. Last time I threw a punch was here at the VR machine and immediately fucked my shoulder <laughs> that's up. Right. Yeah, yeah. I put Jay on the VR boxing. <laughs> nice, dude. Fucking blew his shoulder out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shoulder hurt for a month, man. Dude. I man, fucking forgot about that. That guy came across that ring at me. I was like, oh, shit. He fucking got That's real. a crazy game, too. It looks it's very dude, real. Big menacing guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So, I mean, the goal with the, the, uh, the club is to just keep going. You want to build a competition team and all that stuff? I do. Um, I mean, in, in the back of my mind, it's like it'd be really cool to have a competition sure. team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you get to a point, which which I'm at that point now, where you're kind of breaking even with the mm-hmm. money side of it. Sure. And just keep it open forever for the community. Right, right. For the grappling community, for, for my kid, like mm-hmm. my kid trains, right. you know, my 10-year-old. And for his generation, just keep it open and it'll be like my legacy. It'll be the little thing. I think about that a lot as I get older, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys do. It's like, what, you know, if if you go tomorrow, what are they going to say? You know, right. it's like I, I want to have some things I did that were good, right? And it's not so much I don't care if I make money off the grappling club. Right. I don't need to, right? Um, I I just needed to break even and stay open. Right. That's it. And if it breaks even, I'll stay there and I'll teach every day for the rest of my life. Right. Like, have you ever seen um. The documentary Hero Dreams of Sushi. Yes. Yeah, yeah where he gets up every day mm-hmm. and he just goes to work mm-hmm. and he makes sushi because that's his passion. Right. I'm fine getting up every day and going and teaching people to wrestle and do jujitsu. Right. And going home. And even if I never make, you know, never make rich, never make a bunch of money on it, right. I don't care about that. It's that, more about the passion of just yeah. doing something that matters My to me. My porn career is kind of the same. <laughs> it's just a pure passion project. Yeah. No, of course. Mine not, too. A lot of solo stuff. You can check out my OnlyFans. Right. That's right. It get hefty. <laughs> You'd be surprised, dude. Yeah. With, no, with we your, keep trying to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. with your love, yeah. man, you're yeah. a bitch, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. those bears. There's dude. a lot going to be a lot of dudes there. on that like, one. Let me yeah. see yeah. that hairy butthole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, jokes on you. It's like a dolphin down there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you could fucking, you could put a fucking bobsledding team <laughs> yeah. down that crack, dude. Jokes on you, bitch. My ass is bald. <laughs> for $55 you can see it you know uh yeah it, it's every good idea starts with that yeah. you know what i mean it starts with the passion behind it i think you know and you see it all the time you know you're not out setting out to start a, a new academy which there's so many fucking gyms yeah. in town now there's so many different you got everyone you know coming in and 13 or uh, 
Twelfth Planet. Up Tenth Planet. Tenth yeah. Planet. Yeah, they're open up. Ventura. They're every. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere now. The, yeah, there's yeah. not just gyms here. There's high, high level ones with world champs right. that own them. Right. So I don't have any delusions of grandeur in that way. Right. And we do take more of a punk rock approach. You got yeah. guys like like Fav that train there from uh, what was he in Radio Threat Radio Threat yeah. and Fifth Street Saints mm-hmm. like. Guys that come through that they're they're musicians, they're artistic, and they just mm-hmm. want to grapple. Totally, they don't want to deal with any shit, and they just want to be a part of a community. Yeah, and all those people helped. Like when I was building that place, the amount of support that I had. Like I'd get tired, and then all of a sudden, five people showed up from a place I used to train, yeah. and yeah. they'd grab a, a paint roller and start painting. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, like it is not. I don't ever want to paint the picture that you know. Oh, I like live there and built this place. I did, but with the help of a massive yeah. community. With the community. Yeah. yeah and that community, community most it. of yeah. those people train with me now full time. Right. You know, they were part of it. Like we were all That's part beautiful, of it. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, even if it got to the point where we had to expand and get a bigger location, it'd be hard for me to leave that spot now. Sure. Cause I took that from a dilapidated warehouse yeah. and like poured my heart into it right. and made it into right. what it is. And it has, Plenty of flaws, just like I do. Sure, and it's yeah. not perfect. It's like a, it's a warehouse, you yeah. know. Yeah. But it's, it's our warehouse, and it's our community, and it's, it's where, where we. Where's it at? Uh, it's on Johnson and Ventura, right behind the seventy six and those industrial spaces. Yeah. Okay, right yeah, across right from the yeah. contractors' yeah. warehouse. Right? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, sixty six fifty Crescent Street, yeah. unit number ten, for sure. Yep. In case anybody ever. You know, that's listening yeah. and wants to come stop on me. in, yeah, dude. Come by. Yeah, you know, and I don't charge for people to try it as long as they're not a dick. If you come in yeah. and you're trying to just come and hurt people, you're yeah. going to get it. We're going to send it right back. Yeah. But if you come in and you're cool and you're humble and you just want to train for a week and see what it's like, I'm not going to charge you. Right. Come in and train. You know? Yeah. Just I, get I wanna, in the door. And I just want to get more people into jujitsu because I right. believe that it's life changing. It changed my life and I know right. it'll change a lot of people's lives. And that's one of the, especially like you mentioned your kid, you know, training, my kid is very much, he's ADD fucking can't concentrate on shit. And the mate, and we talked about this a little bit last time is it, it made such a major difference in his overall attention. And, uh, like he gets, he quits very easily, mm-hmm. you know, because he gets frustrated, like, especially with like, Simple tasks or whatever. But when he was doing jujitsu, like up in Ojai, it made such a major difference in his little fucking brain that, mm-hmm. and I feel bad that we haven't got him in there. But I mean, for what it does for kids and what it does for even adults, you know what I mean, is that discipline of showing up and yeah. trying something and, and realizing that you you may not get it every fucking time, but mm-hmm. you just keep coming back and trying. Also making eye contact and shaking mm-hmm. hands, you know, you fucking you tap every time. All, you, all my you know. all my interactions with your son have been really good, and I think that he's a, a really nice kid. And so he's yeah. really sweet. He has a good heart, and I think that um, he also learns uh, jujitsu really quickly. Okay, he, well that's he nice. takes to it. <laughs> yeah. He takes to it really fast. Yeah, and um, and he's also a really good teammate. After every single exercise, drill, or roll. He's the first one to stand up and try to fist bump somebody and be like, hey, man, good job. And, um, you know, obviously he learned yeah. that from you and, and your wife, I'm assuming. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wife. Oh, she didn't yeah. do shit. She doesn't yeah. do shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you could, though, I'd like you to show up here about 630 in the morning. Maybe you can start reminding him to brush his fucking teeth and put his you fucking know, shoes on. That would be really on. nice, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take a if shower. Gonna, gonna, I appreciate that. It's very, it means a we'll lot. We'll talk dude. after the podcast. Yeah. I got some stories for you, my <laughs> yeah, friend. Dude. Yeah, the kids i mean being a dad is so funny. i have two nuts. boys yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Insane, dude yeah. i'd look at you know you look at your kids and you're like 
how the fuck are you going to make it? You know, but then you see him like you hear something very nice. But how the fuck did we? I know. Right. Same thing, I mean, you know? it's like nowadays they have a, a label for everything. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. it was like if you were ADD or whatever, yeah. nobody told me that. They were just like, go sit in the back. Go sit well, your squirrely ass down, yeah. dude. <laughs> so I got really good in the back at making up beats with my fingers and drawing, you <laughs> right, know, yeah. and now I'm a creative dude. Yeah, you know, you it's like it all works out. It all yeah. works out. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. You can't. Uh, um, you can't teach a, a lion to swim and mm-hmm. you can't teach a fish to climb a tree. Like every mm-hmm. kid's brain is different. Right. And what one kid doesn't perform well in that public school box. Right. They might excel in so many other totally. places, you know, and you just got to be patient with mm-hmm. your children and know that um, it, it, their performance in school is no indicator None. of how they're going to perform and in society as a human. I'm being. a firm believer that the whole ADD, ADHD is that's just overused. Yeah. I think that, probably 70 to 80% of the kids that they're saying are ADHD are just active kids that parents don't want to act. I mean, we were all active. We just got kicked out the house. Yeah. We weren't just allowed to be in the house. We started, we woke up and we started to spaz out. They just went, Hey, get the fuck out the house, man. Go play, go burn off some energy. I agree. And I think like one of the things I've noticed not to get too political, but I've noticed as an adult that Mm. politically, social change is such a slow thing. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you turn the wheel on the ship a mm-hmm. little and you're slowly changing, but it yeah. takes years to get from A to B yeah. because our system sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the school system, it's similar. Yeah. I, I think in I another agree. 20, 50 years, they're going to teach so different to kids. I like hope. That. You fucking hope. Man. I hope so too. Because I'm out here just straight lying to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Telling them they have to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's dog shit, dude. It I do the nothing. opposite. <laughs> I, I tell my kids the truth. You know, I mean, did I did you too, like school? But, yeah. And I was like, no, barely made it through. Uh, yeah. You know, is this going to matter when you're an adult? I've never used it as an adult. But for now, the way I explain it to him is I'm like, look, you like to play video games. You like to play. You like to do all these things, mm-hmm. ride your bike, you know, ride the one wheel. Yeah. All right. So that's like your fun time, right? Just like dad has to go to work. Mm-hmm. School is like your job right now. You got to do that. And then mm-hmm. once you finish that, I won't hassle you about anything else. Right. If you're not in bed by eight, I don't give a shit. Right. If you're up till right. midnight, that's fine. As long as you can get up and do your job. Right. I'm going to treat you like I would treat any human that worked for me that's, right. that's yeah. an adult. Right. You know, so as long as is uh, we have that understanding, I think we're cool. Yeah. And I don't expect scholastic excellence from either of my kids. If they get straight A's, cool. Um, if they never do, cool. You yeah. know, I don't care. Just it's, try. It's yeah. this At this point in time this has nothing to do with it's just the times is yeah whatever they're interested in they can teach themselves right, right. through like right. we were talking about earlier YouTube, about youtube or yeah. or, or right any, i mean yeah. you got and they do yeah, yeah. anything it's that I, i'm kind of interested in and i just immediately take a deep dive into yeah only yeah. fans and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the thing with that too is um yeah. <laughs> that's great uh it it's uh it, they're also a generation that have lived through some crazy shit. Like, yeah. So we're local to Ventura here, right? Mm-hmm. I can say that on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. we had the fires here. Yeah. And so my yeah. kids were out of school for the fires. Mm-hmm. They watched, you know, the whole community be all crazy totally. because of that. Yeah. You know, we evacuated during it. Mm-hmm. And then and then they had a, a pandemic. And because my I have... Uh, uh, one that's not necessarily neurotypical. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do the Zoom thing. Sure. So yeah. I had to pull my kids completely out of school uh, mm-hmm. for my own academy under my name, my own school. Yeah. And then we homeschooled them. Right. And, and my homeschool for two years was, 
Hey man, uh, watch this Bill Nye episode and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Like totally, yeah. read this and write me a yeah. report. And it was like, all right, let's try to do math. But I don't know the math that well either. Yeah, I'm insane. at a fourth grade level myself, buddy, yeah, totally, but, but I'll yeah. try. Right. And so they went through all that. So yeah, they don't really value that system very much yeah. because that system feels fallible. And it's it failed garbage. them. It's yeah. just garbage. They left them home for a year and a half. Yeah. Promised that they were going to be easy on the comeback. And it wasn't. And easy. it's not. It's no, not. It hasn't been. You know, and, so. I, and I think like ultimately like in their head, like my son, he's like, yeah, cool. Things are cool again. Yeah. He's like, but in another year. Who knows what'll happen? Maybe, maybe we'll be out. Maybe this, and we don't. We, that's the thing. Like he going, just looks at you and goes, "Memento mori." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna die. That's cool, Dad. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it goes, but it all goes back to yeah. that. At the end of yeah. the day, it's like how much time, like money, matters in the sense that you got to be able to feed yourself right. and survive. But at the end of the day, the real currency is time. Totally. Right? Yeah. And we don't get that much of it. No. And my kids are more aware of that than any generation I've seen so far. They're right. like, why am I doing this? I don't have that much time. I right. only have so many years on this earth. Right. I want to do what I want to do. And I'm like, I get that, buddy. But you're like nine. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do your fucking right spelling test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, finish your math, dude. Yeah, but yeah. but I but I but I agree with them. Yeah, and, and I can I have empathy uh, towards that yeah. that uh, philosophy that they're saying to me because I live my life by that. Yeah, it's actually one of my. I grew up without a father a lot of my life, and he's in it now. And uh, the good. smartest fucking thing he's ever said to me uh, that's on top of a bunch of dumb shit uh, was the only thing you have for sale is your time. That's I agree. it. Yeah. That's yeah, I fucking agree. it. And yeah. I and I'll take that to the grave. You know, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. and that's and, and, and your and time has it. value. Yeah, that and your was time a big one value. to me. Is your yeah. time is worth time is the currency. You know, yeah, right. and and you need to put a value on that and don't expect mm-hmm. anything less than that. Yeah, yep. you know? and, and even this, right? Like, so you guys meet up, your friends, you get to hang out, have mm-hmm. some beers with your friends, talk to people that that are interesting, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> and, and have good conversations, mm-hmm. make friends, build your community, and at the end of the day. Even if you never make it and you're, you know, at a Joe Rogan experience level right. with your podcast, yeah. you're having fun and you're yeah. doing something you like to do instead of just being right. a lemming and going to work and coming home right. and watching TV and going to bed and being depressed. Mm-hmm. It's good to have something to look forward to. Yeah, it's good to yeah. have passions. This I, shit I, I, matters. I love this. It really does. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. fun. I love doing it. We've yeah. talked about this. Recently, we talked about this. Yeah. And every single guest except Chris Perez has been fantastic. <laughs> I, real fucking bummer. I love that yeah. about about having a podcast. Yeah. Like I got to talk to all these comedians and hear their stories, mm-hmm. and they're the best. Yeah, and and, and like we had a um, this dude on Nick Mather. He was a philosophy professor. Mm-hmm. He's like a fifty five year old. Uh, gay philosophy professor that mm-hmm. had traveled the whole world, lived in Nepaul. Mm-hmm. Man, stories like that. You, you when do you, when else do you get to hear those? Yeah, exactly. Cra- yeah. He was yeah. telling us all these cool stories. I was like, man, what a life this guy has led. Yeah. It's so yeah. inspiring. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to hear that stuff, check out the Honey Do with Ryan Sickler. Oh, that's a good one. Is that a it good is podcast? so that's good for one, just yeah. that. It's all he does is he does. <laughs> deep dive stories into the stories about the storytellers. I right. love that. And it's yeah. so it's good. Really and then he has a Patreon. Have you checked that out? Yeah. I'm a, uh, yeah. Okay. It's insane. Yeah. He <laughs> it's does a Patreon insane. where he just hits up us and goes, yeah, he okay, talks what's to your people. story? He basically like, hi- he calls it highlighting the low lights and, He'll have like random people, like normal oh, people off so the street. Cool. They're like, I was held hostage by the fucking cartel for three yeah, days. And, and like, you get to hear that fuck? story. Yeah. That's so it's rad. Yeah. And it's such a great thing for perspective. And I, lo- I love that about yeah. podcasts in general. Like, I, I would say like, I, it's funny because my background is musician like mm-hmm. you. Um, but I listen to 
podcasts and stuff when I paint more than I do music because yeah. yeah. it's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it I, I, brain firing. I spend I work maintenance and I do ten hour shifts. And you have a podcast and you're the whole time. all the yeah. time, and I'll yeah. I'll do music a little bit here and there, but most of the time it's either an audio book or a podcast, Absolutely. and it just keeps you thinking about stuff, whether it's yeah. a history podcast or science or right. just people talking shit or telling stories. Well, right. And I think we, we live in this, this era where media and social media and everything would have you believe that there's so much division. But the reality is when you talk to people, we're way more alike so, than we so are so different. Right. Yeah. The polit- the politics, you know, the religion, all that stuff, it matters very little right. in comparison to all the things we do have in common. Right. And the more you podcast and the more you're open to just hearing a person's story, right. the more you realize, hey, we have a lot more in common totally. than we don't. It's another thing that I love about <clears throat> jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. In that room last week, we had a Marine, mm-hmm. two cops. A fireman, mm-hmm. a bunch of kids that just smoked a fuckload of pot in their car. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple stay-at-home dads uh-huh. and, you know, maybe like a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we all probably think different. Maybe we have different politics. Some of them go to church. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're just going to get on the mat and we're going to try to beat each other up. And we're all going to be friends because of that. Totally. Yeah, and we have yeah. that cool thing in common that transcends and supersedes all that other, all the other crap, shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're right, man. Because at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I liked it more when I was a kid, and I didn't fucking know who you voted for. <laughs> like, right. yeah. the fact that I could read everybody's shit on their social media. It's the most boring question yeah, it's ever. Like, to me, know? it's like yeah. social media is the equivalent of, like, you have a fucking bumper sticker in your phone. Totally. Where you can yeah. be like, you know, I break for this. Nobody cares, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. nobody gives yeah. a shit, yeah. you know? It's, it's the most... As much as we're consumed by all of it, it's it is yeah. you know it's the hard most not boring to shit to find out. It's yeah. like, oh great, you're <laughs> we, all we in still, on something cool, we, dude. Yeah. Fucking, we still talk cool. about it every we week do, in some form know. or another. Yeah. You, you know, know, it's it's relevant. It's yeah, gonna come it up. Yeah. We're living in strange times, man, are, man. Politically, yeah. especially, yeah. it's a weird yeah. time. Well, fuck yeah, man. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Absolutely. Um, so check out Memento Mori Grappling Club uh, over here in Ventura on Johnson. You can find it on Instagram, right? Yeah, uh, at, uh, at Memento Mori Grappling okay. Club. Uh, and, you know. And I'm at Josh underscore Breckenridge. Right, yeah. I had to think about and, that. And uh, check out his band, dude. His band is fucking killer. If you like ISIS, you like Tool, you like that post-metal shit. Thanks, man. Incredible fucking tunes, man. Yeah. So. I appreciate uh, you guys. I look forward to rolling with you and letting you choke me out some more. <laughs> I appreciate nah, you. man, you're getting good. You're learning quick. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.